all you beautiful people and happy Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or whatever day you're listening to this. I hope you're having a great day. So today's episode is very, very special and I'm very excited about it. We're joined by, I'm going to say very again, two very special guests and those are my grandparents, G and G as we call them, Grandma and Granddad, Grandma Pat and Granddad Hoagie. <laughs> So my family is actually on a little vacation this week. We are renting a condo up in New Hampshire. We used to own a condo here, actually. We are right near Dartmouth College, which is where both my dad and granddad Hoagie went to school. And for the first 18 years of my life, we owned a condo in a community called Eastman. And for old time's sake, we decided to rent again for the week. So we're up here having a little COVID-friendly vacation, just renting a home, doing walks, going to the little beach on the lake, and really enjoying ourselves. But for this week, I wanted to have my grandma and granddad on the pod because they have a lot of words of wisdom (laughs) to share, and they are very well-traveled. They have been all around Europe, all around North America, and have been traveling together since their honeymoon. They've been married for 57 years, so what would that be, 1960? My math is really off, 1963, I have no idea, a long time, (laughs) 57 years. So I'm joined with them today, and they're going to be talking about some of the trips that they've been on, mostly educational travel, but we'll hear from them, and then at the end, they'll share why they think you all should travel. So that's the theme for today's episode, is basically why you should travel, advice from grandparents. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Here's Grandma and Granddad. So, hello, Grandma and Granddad. Welcome to the Abroad Pod. I'm so glad you both are here. Would you like to introduce yourselves to my listeners? First of all, uh, so proud of you, Nicole, what you've done. Uh, I'm Grandma Pat, um, originally from western Pennsylvania. Uh, I met my husband. Uh, I had gone to Penn and then was a clinical instructor at Jefferson, where he was a medical student. Granddad? Yeah, I'm uh, Granddad uh, Hoagie. been retired now from uh, being an orthopedic surgeon for about 15 years uh, and, and had a very satisfying career. That's great. And you also were a flight surgeon. Right. I was in the military uh, back in, uh, well, I was part of my, uh, after my internship, I was in, uh, in those days we had to sign up with the draft boards were on everybody's uh, back to keep an eye on it because of the Vietnam War. So I volunteered to be a, uh, go in the Navy and, and go through flight, flight surgeons training. Mm-hmm. That's great. And Granddad Hoagie went to Dartmouth College. And I'll just mention that because we're recording this in New Hampshire right now <laughs> at Eastman. It's one of our favorite places. We're on a family vacation this week. And we used to rent. And I came up with the idea of having Grandma and Granddad on the podcast to talk about travel because they've done quite a bit of travel throughout the years. So, Grandma, do you want to talk about some of the trips you and Granddad have been on and maybe a favorite or two? 
Well, we uh, have been an avid fan of Rhodes Scholar uh, educational travel. We've done... Um, it was Elder Hostel when we started. It, it was it? Elder Hostel, yeah. and now it's called Rhodes Scholar. Right. Um, it, excellent programs. We've done over 20 of them. Wow. Uh, both stateside and uh, international. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have been very fortunate to have taken other uh, trips besides Rose Scholar. Mm-hmm. I told my listeners about the cruise we did last summer. The cruise, we did a big family cruise to the Caribbean, so very special memories. And that's to celebrate both your 80th birthdays. That's right. <laughs> that was great. Grandad, do you want to talk a little bit about a trip that you and Grandma have done? Well, I thought it was quite interesting. One of our early trips was back in 2003. I just retired, and we went to uh, Sorrento, Italy. We thought we might uh, go on some trips to our heritage and and find out more about our background and so forth. And that was a very uh, interesting educational trip. And what I liked about it is we went to Sorrento, we moved into a hotel, and we stayed there for was about 10 days, and we had day trips, so you didn't have to be repacking and moving all over the place, and and, uh, and that turned out to be a very uh, nice uh, educational and social experience uh, for us. Yeah, that's great. We, we did see uh, Pompeii, Herculaneum. Oh, nice. And uh, Mount Vesuvius. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, did you go to Naples? Naples near yes. Sorrento? Yeah. Yes. So that's where our family is from, right? That region? Avellino, yeah. outside of Naples. Yes. Yeah, it's about a, an hour uh, uh, east of, of Naples is where the, the family or, origins are. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you ought to mention that's your father's heritage. Yeah. Your mother's heritage is Dutch. Right. Mm-hmm. And you both have been to the Netherlands, right? Or, yeah, that yes, that was an excellent trip. It was uh, Amsterdam down to Belgium on one of the little cargo ships. Mm-hmm. It was like a ex- river cruise? Like, yes, mm-hmm. it was excellent. There were only eight of us on the, the uh, trip, and it was an art history course. So we were in the Rijksmuseum uh, in Amsterdam. We were in the Van Hoek, as they say, <laughs> uh, Van Gogh yeah. uh, Museum, uh, and Every place we went, we went to the museum, learned Flemish art. Uh, we were celebrating Rembrandt's birthday, yeah. and uh, it was... 400, uh, I think, wasn't it? Yes, it was yeah. a, such an educational trip. Mm-hmm. That's great. You guys have done a lot of those educational trips recently. That's what the Road Scholar is. They yeah. usually uh, bring out the education. Mm-hmm. Was uh, it Road Scholar when you went to Normandy? You went to France a few years ago, I remember. No, that was another trip. That was a Grand Circle trip. Oh, okay. And that was excellent. Uh, Paris, and then out uh, we went to Giverny, Monet. I've always loved uh, Monet. Uh, so we went to his home and then out to Normandy. And that was so impressive uh, to see the German bunkers and to actually look at the beaches to see where the soldiers had to climb all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. But the most impressive was to see the huge cemetery where so many of our heroes died mm-hmm. at such a young age. Yeah, it was 20, so 2,700, sad. I think, and the average age was 24. Wow. So yeah. it was so yeah. impressive. Yeah. Were you there on D-Day? Was that in July? No, right? we weren't there. We also went to uh, Rouen. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
where we saw the uh, cathedral that Monet had so many, pa uh, many paintings of, and uh, where Joan of Arc was, mm -hmm. and where she was burned on the stake. Oh, yes. I remember hearing about that. Another, so before, I'll go ahead, Grandad. Okay, well, another trip that we did as part of our family heritage was Germany, because Pat's got uh, a German uh, background, and uh, that was a really a, a great trip, too. We uh, were in Berlin for a few days, and we ended up uh, boarding, uh, where, where did we board the, the ship? Well, with uh, the conic stand, and then we were on the Elbe River. On the Elbe River. Down to uh, Prague. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we saw uh, one of the... Um, Concentration camps along the way, and mm -hmm. it was quite, quite amazing. Prague was ma magnificent a city to, to, to go to because it had never been bombed. Mm -hmm. And uh, with all of everything else that went on around there. And uh, uh, we also saw Dresden, which uh, was, you know, came back after being uh, really, really bombed out back in, in 1945. 1945. Yes. So uh, with, uh, with, so we, that was a, a, a nice, trip also, educational trip. That's what most of these turn out. You can have a good time too and you can socialize, but uh, you learn a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the main things with traveling is that you can, it really enhances your education. Because you're gonna prepare for these trips and do a little background work and then uh, when people get together, you, you learn more things and it's kind of a very, uh, very good experience. Mm -hmm. Another program that was very interesting was uh, Cuba. And that was a people-to-people. -people. That was through uh, uh, Hobie's Dartmouth class, yeah. but yet it was a Rhodes Scholar-sponsored uh, program. And that was very eye-opening to uh, be in Cuba and uh, to, see, to see what progress they have made, but how they still are behind the times. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share a little bit more about the details? I remember you telling our family about the water and... Well, absolutely, we had to take our own drinking water, and the, the uh, sanitation does not, uh, it's not up to par, so naturally mm -hmm. you, you cannot use toilets mm -hmm. as you normally do. Um, it was also, uh, as I say, it, it was people to people, and uh, we uh, were so uh, thrilled to see... Uh, yeah. Yeah, to people, be, you go ahead, Hobie. Yeah, yeah, people were very friendly. Mm -hmm. And uh, you didn't seem, you could walk around a street, you didn't have to be concerned about crime, it, it didn't seem like. And because uh, we were down there right when uh, President Obama was coming, a week after we were there, and there, were gonna, there was some talk about loosening things up, you know, with the embargo mm -hmm. and so forth, and a lot of hope. And uh, Cuba really needs a lot of money. You know, they need, uh, what happens is they, they're in the, these hurricanes come and these buildings get all wrecked up and everything, they don't have the money to fix them. So that's, you don't, you don't see, see too many really nice new modern buildings down there as far as that's concerned. Right. We were all hopeful that maybe the embargo would uh, loosen things up and, you know, there'd be some more investment in Cuba and I think it would help the country and the people there, but it, it, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. uh, for obvious reasons, I mean, we'll, we'll go into that. <laughs> we, we were um, also thrilled to see so many paladars. Now, paladars are restaurants in people's homes, and they are very sophisticated. 
and this is a way for many of the uh, people to earn some money, but yet they have to give a portion of that to the government. Mm -hmm. But yet uh, it, it's a little bit of enterprise that mm -hmm. they're, they're bringing it to. That's great. That trip sounds very immersive to interact with several it locals. Was. and I would definitely like to go to Cuba. I did a research paper on Cuba when I was a freshman in college. I interviewed you, Granddad, to learn more about it. Right. But um, it's kind of unfortunate. Like, it's really stuck in older times with the cars and everything. And the reasons it's like that, it's not for tourism. It's because the lack of money to improve. But the research paper that I wrote freshman year said that they're looking to build it up a little bit. Obviously, some people are very upset upset about that but they want to make like one whole beach resort area so new resorts and casinos and all that to help drive up tourism so I'm curious to see what happens to that in the coming years but do you guys want to talk a little bit about some travel you did before you got involved with Road Scholar like if you want to mention what you did with your honeymoon I always think that's an interesting oh, way story way back when we were on an Italian line yeah. wait you should say how long you've been married for first okay we've been married 57 years uh. and our honeymoon uh, well first of all uh, after we were married the um, cruise wasn't going to be leaving for a week afterwards so the first one we went down to West Virginia for a few days to stay at a at a resort and then we uh, went into New York City and boarded an Italian line and went down to the Bahamas so that was our first first trip together yes Aww. yeah unbelievable uh, with the Italian hospitality you know pizzas and every night at two o'clock and all kinds of food I put on about 10 pounds. Midnight buffet. And they had to roll the gangplank and roll me off when we came back to uh, New York. We, we stayed in the Bahamas so at that, that time, too. Mm -hmm. And then a highlight also was uh, our Alaska trip that we went with your oh, family. Yes. That was Nicole. for G&G's 50th yeah. anniversary. That was a, a, a wonderful experience. That was so fun. We saw a lot. We did Skagway, Alaska, and my family went on one of the largest zip lines in the world. And then I remember, maybe it was in Juneau, you both went in a seaplane, didn't you? Yes, yes we yeah. did. Is that Was that scary? Did you recommend that? <laughs> well, it was an interesting experience. I had some experience flying with the Navy, so it wasn't that, that different. But it was the idea of, I hadn't been in a seaplane before. It seemed mm -hmm. very safe. and uh, uh, They use them up there to get around from pond to pond, so to right. speak. Uh, so that was an inter interesting experience. Mm -hmm. This was back during the Vietnam War that you were a flight surgeon, but one of your squadron members became an astronaut. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, Jack Lausma. You know. on, on Skylab, which mm -hmm. goes way, way back. This was uh, 1967 to 71. Yeah. Did you do any travel during that time, Granddad? And I'm sure that was very eye-opening in that position. Well, everything was aligned with the military. Right, we that's what I mean, yeah. Interesting. We talked about Cuba. It was, was interesting. Um, I was uh, with a squadron, a Navy squadron, a fl uh, flight surgeon. out of. Uh, we were out of Cherry Point, North Carolina. And one of our primary goals was to keep an eye on Castro. This was uh, after uh, all of everything happened down there. And, uh, uh, 
In fact, uh, some members of my squadron before I was there actually got distinguished for flying crosses for taking uh, pictures of the uh, Russian, some Russian uh, coming over with the missiles, oh, you know, with, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a missile crisis that they that was going on down there. So uh, we actually fly around Cuba, pick up their radars, stay in different spots like Jamaica, Bahamas. Was in Rosie Road for a month. Uh, so that we could jam his his uh, radar if he ever started to try to do something. This was all part of the, keeping an eye on what, what was going on after the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm-hmm. We came pretty close to having a big war, you know, with with all with all that. Yeah, glad we didn't. <laughs> so you both have a, talked about some of your favorite trips. If there's anything else you want to share on that front, you can. But. We could also talk about just what travel has taught you. So you both seem like you really enjoy the educational travel, and I've learned a lot about history, and that's one of my favorite parts about travel, too. I would definitely rather explore a city and learn about the history than just lie on a beach and relax. But if you want to just give some words of wisdom as to why you think other people should travel and what you've gotten from it personally, that would be great. I believe it's so eye-opening and educational and and. It, it really causes you to want to learn more, to travel more. It wets your whistle. It's a, just <laughs> such an educational travel. We've been to Italy four times, sometimes on um, medical, not just road scholar, but uh, medical um, trips. Uh, we've always been impressed with Florence. And, Me too. Um, <laughs> Just love, and, and since our granddaughter, Nicole, has <laughs> studied uh, a whole term there, and uh, we had just finished a Netflix. Uh, we were actually, we're, during the COVID, we are now taking um, virtual lectures from uh, Road Scholar. I've taken 28, I think, one being the Medici family. So I, I, I keep learning and keep wanting to learn. Oh, that's good, Gra. Me too. Granddad, do you have anything to share? Well, I think Pat summed it up uh, pretty pretty nicely, but it, it is a great educational experience. Uh, the trip itself and inter, inter, interactions with, with your fellow travelers and the staff. Uh, and, you know, you need to do some homework before you go and make sure you, you know a little bit about what's going on, and then you get your... your Reading list. You get your... Uh, enthusiasm up when you come back and you do some more research and things. So the whole thing turned out to be a great educational experience Mm -hmm. and a social, nice social experience also. Definitely. I agree with that. So I guess being here is never stop learning. Why travel yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Never stop learning and never stop seeing the world. You both are, are you 82? 83? Hoagie's 81, uh, 82, I'm 81. 81. And still going strong with trips. And <laughs> well, mostly domestic now. Yes, domestic. But you both have seen a lot. Sounds like lots of Europe, lots of North America. Have either of you ever been to Asia or no. Africa? No. No, but no. lots of Europe. Very cool. All right, well, thank you both for sharing your words of wisdom today. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. And I love you both. Love you and so proud of you, Nicole. Aww. We appreciate you inviting us. <laughs> of course. Thank you. All right. Bye, G&G. <laughs> All right, guys. And that brings us to the end of another episode of the Abroad Pod. I hope you really enjoyed this one. 
grandma and granddad are so cute. <laughs> They've done so much travel, so they have a lot of words of wisdom to share in this episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed and learned something new. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Nicole.Rosania for updates. I am looking for more people to interview for my abroad series. So if you went abroad in any form, worked abroad, studied abroad anywhere, please reach out or I'll reach out to you somehow and I'd love to get an interview set up. So that's the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed and I'll see you next Wednesday for another one. Bye! Bye.